Welcome to the third episode of Season 2 of Warriors Off Court, the San Francisco Chronicles NBA podcast. I'm your host, Warriors beat writer Connor Letourneau, and on today's show, we're playing my recent one-on-one interview with Draymond Green. If you paid close attention to the Warriors last season, you probably know that Draymond was dealing with a lot personally. Though he never revealed a lot of the details about what was going on, Draymond mentioned several times publicly that there were certain things happening off the court that made it tougher for him to bring his typical level of energy. Now that was significant, given that he is the emotional leader of the team. When Draymond isn't playing with fire, the whole roster tends to lack urgency. After a recent shoot-around in Las Vegas, I talked with Draymond about what made last season so trying and why he needed to take an extended break from the game this summer. That interview is coming right up on Warriors Off Court. My first question was simple. What did you learn about yourself last season? What I learned about myself is honestly just to stay patient. You know, um, you know, it was like so many times throughout that season where like, I felt like we weren't really performing to the level that I knew we were capable of. And it's so frustrating. Uh, you know, as a competitor, like, winning championships or not, like, human nature, you're going to relax a little bit. But nonetheless, as a competitor, that fire don't go away. Right. And, um, and so just really trying to... Really trying to like not let that fire boil over because I understand, but yet at the same time trying to figure out how in the fuck do you, do we do I get it out of myself? How in the fuck do I get it out of my guys? Like that that and and honestly, it just taught me patience. You know, like as much as we, I, you know. As a leader of the team, like, as much as you want motherfuckers, to, I mean, don't put my last spot. You know, as, as much as you want people to be clicking in January, like, you want to play well, you want to feel good, like, and as much as you want that, how far do you go to get that? And, like, and, and just really staying patient and pushing that limit. But understanding that you just gotta let it come, and, yeah. I, I, and that's what a, last year taught me a lot of. It's just, like honestly, I think that'll help me in like my life as in general. Like, and that's why I posted that that post and was like, yo, I just needed to step away to like right. gather myself, right. because like that experience is gonna help me in life, and that's right. why I think it was just so draining for me. It's like you go through something in life, like it drains you. Right. You go through like a tough one in your life, you're like, man. Yeah. <laughs> like you just drain from yeah. it. And that's how I felt. Yeah. And that's why I needed to step away because it it was really draining. But I also felt like that season was working in my life. Like it wasn't just basketball. Right. So it wasn't like Well, if I stop playing basketball, then it's over. Like, no, because I'm still thinking about right. that because right. it's working in my life. And so just really taking a step back from everything decompressing and letting all that stuff work and figuring it out and just settle down and like then like it's hard to get the lesson in something when it's going on right and just really trying to pick up that lesson and carry it right. like that was that's that's what i got from it 
One of the things we do know that took an emotional toll on Draymond last season was everything going on at his alma mater, Michigan State. In the wake of the Larry Nasser news that gained national attention, ESPN released a report that, among other things, said Travis Walton, Draymond's close friend and personal trainer, was arrested for punching a woman in the face while at a bar in 2009. Tom Izzo, Draymond's college coach, was questioned about how he handled the matter, and Draymond tried to be a support system for both Coach Izzo and Walton through that throughout that process. Michigan State obviously is a huge part of your identity, um, and with everything going on there last season, how much did that drain you? Every obviously with Izzo and Travis and everything. It, it, it drained me a lot uh, because those guys are close to me. You know, yeah. Travis is close to me, and like, I was at Michigan State when all that stuff supposedly happened. Uh, like. Like, I know how all that stuff ended and how all of it was handled. And then just to see, like, a reporter be able to say anything. And it don't matter, like, if it's facts. It don't matter if the story is being added on to a little bit. Like, oh, it's just true. And to see, like, you know, what really hurt me, you know, as I, I, and as I've said before, like, you know, those girls who went through that with the doctor, like, I feel for them because, like, I can only imagine what I would do, you know, having a, a child, um, you know, having family members. Like, I can only imagine what yeah. I would do and would be going through if someone close to me went through that. And so I felt for all those all those girls and those families because it wasn't right. Like, right. I mean, like, you don't know how that's going to affect somebody in their life. And where that takes them in their life or where that's dropped them at in their life right now. Like, you don't know. It may it may have fueled somebody and it may have completely destroyed somebody. Like, you don't know. And so I felt for them families. But to see, like, to see people that I am super close with, you know, a coach Izzo who didn't even know Dr. Nassar. You know, a Travis yeah. Walton who didn't know Dr. Nassar. Right. Adrian Payne. You know, to see those people lumped in with him. Right. That's what hurt me. Coach yeah. D'Antonio. Like, that's what hurt me right. more than anything because, I mean, to come out and say, oh, I've been working on this story for four years and then say, what's up, G? <laughs> and then to say, I've been working on this story for four years and now you drop it because of that? Yeah. Like, that's not right. Like, you're yeah. lumping those guys in with serial rapists? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. A serial rapist? Yeah. Like, as it's like raping young girls? Yeah. Like, that's, like, that's not right. And right. so, that was more the part that was more hurtful to me than anything. You right. know, like, just to see that, you know, them try to lump them in with that guy. I was watching ESPN a, a few weeks ago, and I saw something come across the ticker that said something. The NCAA released something about like Michigan State handled something right, and it was just crazy to me because so many people' name had been slandered with those stories, and then they come across the ticker at the bottom in small letters that something was handled the right way after an investigation. It's like I don't. The, the the sentence was so short, I can't even really tell you what it meant. Yeah. And it's like, like, is that even right? Like, like to lump Tom Izzo in with Mary Nassau? I mean, like, 
that story altered people's lives. Right. Because he's still... Adrian Payne was cut from his team. Right. And now he's in China. Right. You know, is, uh, Travis was is he let go G from League his team? G League assistant coaching spot. Is he just like training that, right now? Yeah, like, and, and, and that altered people's lives. And, like, a story that because you lumped it in, like... Right. With Larry Nassau, like that's that, that's what hurt me more than anything. Right, right. And I, I know Travis has trained you a lot of off seasons. Did he did he train you again this summer? Uh, yeah, we got working. Like when I got back to to the floor, um, like the beginning of August, we we got back working, and he's obviously still working on me today. Was it good to just have that time? With him, you know, definitely help him and, through and what I'm sure is a difficult absolutely. time. Absolutely, and just listening to him vent and talking, like, like when all that stuff was going on. Obviously, I was in season and he was there, and like to really just hear his side of the story and like everything that happened with that situation. Like, you know, it was always good to be an ear for someone. Is he in the bay right now? He here? Oh, he's here right now. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to talk to him because I haven't seen him, but yeah, he's here. He's uh, not in here, but he here. Yeah, I can text him. I, yeah. have, I have his number. Um, but, uh, yeah, and you obviously, you alluded early in last season that there was a lot going on personally. I'm not, you don't have to share the details. Um, but how, what did you learn about navigating a season with when a lot of personal things are going on? You know, being professional while also dealing with your personal life. Uh... What I've learned is, you know, you try you try your hardest to keep the two separate. And I think what people fail to realize is that at the end of the day, you are a human being. So as much as you want to keep your personal life separate from the way you perform and, you know, how you do your job every day and how you handle this, it's life. Like, you know, I think that's what a lot of people fail to realize. It's like they think you step out in a basketball court and, like, you're superhuman. And then, like, you're thrusted, like, it's like you're thrusted into this cartoon where, like, you know, like, you watch Looney Tunes and they come flying out the bubble and, like, oh, I'm here. And then, like, you're thrusted back out and, like, oh, it's not, it's not. Like, it's real life. Like, when you walk out of that tunnel, you walking out of that tunnel with whatever was on your mind. Yeah. When you walked in. Right. Like, when you walk onto that floor, if you got something on your mind, it's still in your mind. You ain't thrusted into this bubble and, like... Oh, like you're magically able right. to play basketball. Like, I think that's what people fail to realize. But, you know, um, just really try to focus on the task at hand. And, like, when things aren't going as planned or, or as you may want them to go, using basketball as that outlet, you know, um, to whatever it is in life. You know, using basketball as an outlet, as like therapy, because at the end of the day, it's something I love. It's something I've done since I was a child, and I've always loved it. Using that as therapy, like it's no different than somebody who loves to shop and like retail therapy, right? Like, yeah. They go through something like, I just need to go shop retail therapy. Like yeah. it's no different for basketball than basketball. Like trying to use that as your therapy just to get away, just to lose yourself in the game and enjoy what you love. Were there times during the season where you would just kind of go to the gym late at night and just get up shots? Absolutely. Just to, That's always been my release. Like, yeah. Like, I remember times at Michigan State, I would go in the gym at 3 o'clock in the morning and just shoot to 5. And it's like, because when I step in that element, like, I just forget about everything else and I'm just able to lock in on that thing. Um, 
you know, as you as you get older, you know, problems become more of a problem. Uh, things become more realistic. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden you're not the college student anymore. You're the man of the house. You're the man of the family. You're the income source of the family. You're the father. You're the boyfriend to my girlfriend. You know, you're the rock. You're the you know, like yeah. all of those things. Um, it's a little different. Yeah. Because your worries is now more of a worry. Right. Then they're college, are you know exactly, and, and there's so many more, so many more people dependent of you, and what you do, it's going to directly affect so many other people. Whereas in college, like you can be young and dumb, and who cares? Like, right. It is what it is. Not not so much nowadays, but even like when I was in college seven years ago, like you were able to be a young and dumb, and right. Make a mistake and figure it out. Like, not so much anymore, but that's just what it is. And you're a guy who, your game subsists on energy. You know, that's how you've gotten this far, is bringing that, that heart. Um, so, I feel like, do you feel like it's even more noticed when you're going, when you're having a tough time navigating that just because? Absolutely, because I am the energy for this team. I'm yeah. the guy who brings that. And like, when that fire ain't there, when I ain't going, a lot of times it's lacking from the team. And so it's easy to touch. Like, well, let's just turn our eyes right here to this guy and watch him. And then, oh, well, his energy is out of there. Oh, well, that's why this energy isn't there. You know, and it's like, it's like one of those things. There's very few things, problems that you could just touch. Right? Oh, that is the problem. Like, like if it's something going on with your shoulder, it could be coming from your hip. Like, but yeah. somebody may go touch your shoulder, yeah. and that ain't even a real problem. Right. Like, there's not many problems in this world that you can actually put your finger on. I think that's one of those that you can really just put your finger on, and it makes it tough. But at the end of the day, it's it's life. Like it's my career. It's what I love to do. It's my responsibility, and I enjoy it. Was there one person specifically that helped you through last season and everything you were kind of doing? Girlfriend. Yeah, just being that. Just being there for me. Um, What's her name again? Hazel. Just being there, like, having somebody that I can talk to all the time. And my son, like. He's, become, he's like one and a half, right? Or yeah, something? well, he'll be two in December. Okay. And, like, him because, like, no matter what, like, no matter what I would be going through or, like, no matter how bad something could be, basketball could be going or, like, how frustrated, like, he don't care. Like, it don't matter. Like, when I see him. He's gonna hug me. Yeah. He's gonna jump on me. He's gonna run around laughing and trying to play. Yeah. With and I'm not gonna deprive him of those moments and stop being a father. And stop yeah. trying to give him the best life I can and the most happy happiness I can possibly give him. So it kind of it's therapeutic. You know, it's like, damn, does that stuff, whatever it is, really matter? Yeah. Because clearly it don't matter to him. And right. if it don't matter to him. If it does not matter to him, does it really matter? Yeah. That's who matters the most in this world to me. Right. So if it don't matter to him, does it really matter? Yeah. yeah I have a two-year-old niece. They, so I totally understand that. Like, they, you, you realize with little kids that human beings' natural disposition is to be joyful, to be mm -hmm. happy. Absolutely. You know? And Absolutely. then as you get older, all the other stuff weighs you down. To, to be happy and to not lie. Like, kids, if you want the truth, Kids are going to tell you the truth. Whether you want it or not, you're getting the truth. It just shows you, like, that's really how life's supposed to be. Mm -hmm.
But then, like you said, as you get older, so many other things come into play. And it's just not that way all the time. But so you're in a good place now? I'm in a great place. Yeah. Do you think you're in as good a place you've been in years? Wow. Long time. I feel amazing. You think you kind of figured out? I mean, you to, never figure well, out. figure out, but you know what I mean? Like, you feel comfortable with where you're at in terms of navigating how to be a worldwide celebrity and all that. Yeah, in a sense, yes. Comfortable where I am in my life. Um, yeah, you know, comfortable with how to handle different things. But at the end of the day, life ha life has its challenges. And every season, every day, it's going to throw something different at you. You may not be able to, even the, something, somebody can throw the same thing at you that you dealt with yesterday, and you may not be able to deal with it the same way you dealt with it yesterday. That's just life. We all deal with it. It ain't going nowhere. Embrace it, love it, keep it moving. Welcome back. Great talking to you. Appreciate it. This show is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network, and our theme music is courtesy of the Free Music Archive. This show is produced by me and Fernando Diaz. For more Warriors coverage, you can follow me on Twitter at con underscore cron. Check out all of our coverage at sfchronicle.com. Also, follow Warriors Off Court on iTunes, and if you have some time, give us some feedback.